Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Mostly Ghostly. Alright, the paranormal show with the most ghost for pound uh, maxima that you'll find it. If you're looking for the most ghost per pound, this is where you're going to find it, folks. Right here. Um, we had a great review come in recently. Ray, did you see that review online? I saw that. Yeah, the Elohim himself. Uh, top five favorite podcast 2020. And that says a lot because a lot of people are doing the podcast thing, listening to podcasts during the pandemic. So the fact that he put us, that he's been listening to a lot of podcasts, I assume. So to catch that compliment, it was like, really blew my mind when I read that. How'd you feel when you first read that, Ray? Uh, <clears throat> I figured, wow, must be doing something right. This is good. Yeah, when you can get the attention of somebody at that at that level, it's you got to be doing something right. You know what I mean? Yep. You know. So how you doing over there? How's everything else going? Uh, good. Yeah. Just cruising along, doing the usual. Yeah. Anything good happened this this past week? Anything paranormal or anything cool to talk about? I've uh, been doing a lot of stuff as far as uh, cleansing and protection. Mm. That's cool. That kind of kicks right into today's uh, theme. Well, there's a lot of negativity out there. Some of it's from the spirit world and some of it's from people. So mm. with me, it's a constant thing to make sure that doesn't reach me or my home or my family. I'm with you. I agree with you 110%, and I think everybody should kind of take note of that, because, like you said, there's a lot of negativity out there, even if you're not bringing negativity on yourself, or, you know, you you, you don't get into any type of situation where negativity may dwell, that you could kind of bring something back with you, um, it's still it's still out there, and you still got to be very cautious of it, it's kind of like mud, or like, you know, oil on the ground, you know, to put it in layman's terms, you know, you could just kind of be walking down the street and then all of a sudden look down and now you found yourself in a situation, right? Oh, yeah, you could, uh, and it's not only spirits that attach. I mean, they do. Um, any opportunity they can, when you have a weakness, if you're open, if you're stressed, uh, they'll attach to you. And you, you've got to watch, you've got to watch for the energy you put out because yeah. it can attract them. And also people too. They send out that negative energy and they send out and they maybe not even know you, maybe mad at someone else or something like that, and they're sending out all this stuff and boom, you catch a piece of it. You got a problem there. That negative energy is hanging on you. It's part it becomes a part of you. Yeah. It affects your mood, it opens you up more for other nasty things out there. You gotta take care of yourself. Yeah, are you familiar with the term psychic vampires? You ever heard that before? Oh, those energy drainers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I want to have Jeremy. I want to have our pal JT on the show to talk about those. We've had many hours of discussion on those behind the scene, you know. Yep. Yeah, it's craziness. But, yeah, even like like I said, even if you're just, you know, everybody's going to kind of be on the, the lookout. And today's episode, the theme of it is one of those themes that I kind of, when talking to people that listen to the show, this kind of always comes up in conversation, I feel, at some point, um, because everybody wants to be protected, and once you're open, opened up to the idea of something being out there that could 
be harmful, I think, once you figure, realize, like, come to that grips with that, I think the next step is how to protect yourself and your home and your family. And um, that ushers in today's episode, which is how to, uh, how to spiritually clean your house. You know, keep it cleansed from uh, negative forces or demonic things or, or, or ghosts. You know what I mean? Things that you might not want there. And I'm not talking about relatives. <laughs> I'm talking oh, about... Oh, come on. They, they can be some of the worst. Yeah, could they be cleansed out too? You know, they can't be cleansed. It's a harder ordeal. It's harder to get them out than to get the spirits and the negativity sometimes. I'm with you on that. But, uh... Yeah, do you, how often do you come across people asking you about this in your, in your journey? Uh, once they find out my background, it's one of the first questions yeah, that I comes think, up. Yeah yeah. I, yeah, I think it'd be pretty common. Because like I said, like once, they, once they're either in a, in a situation where they're believing for that moment, do, if, even if it's just for the conversation's sake of putting themselves in that place, or if they actually believe it... Um, then, you know, that that's the, as soon as you know about it, you want to protect yourself from it, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Do you, do you remember of any cases off the top of your head where you dealt with anybody that was, like, very, you know, worried about, very worried when you talked to them about it and wanted, uh, you know, wanted something to be done, wanted some info some, on how they could protect? Uh, not that I can think of. Off the top of my head, uh, for a long while, I always associated with people in different disciplines, mm -hmm. different spiritual disciplines. So it's a common topic. We would share ways that you can do it, but really not running in, into people who just, uh, that I can remember right now that it, they just popped out with it. Yeah, I mean, because it's very, you know, you got your family in there and everything you own, you don't, you don't want to protect it. You know what I mean? You look at a situation like, um, the book, the Satan's Harvest book that I, I, one day I will read and then pass off the ray and we will do an episode on the book. But, you know, the just, for anybody who's new listening, the just of the book is a Massachusetts gentleman who, father was in the worship in the, uh, the demon. So he kind of sacrificed up his kid's life, like it, during birth, to the devil. And the, the poor kid's life was just plagued with chaos and terrible stuff until he eventually you know took his own life but it's one of those things like you don't want that to happen like that's the word in that case the father was a real pile of dog shit you know what i mean so like he wanted to bring bad things on his kid which i could never understand seeing you know in that situation or even you know a more modern thing of you know you see on the news of parents being real fucked up to their kids it's like i don't and you're a parent yourself you understand i'm sure um more so than me, probably even. But like, I never understand why they, why people get that dark and so hateful towards their own kids. You know, it's crazy. Well, I mean, there's a conscious doing it like that, but there's also what people don't realize is that you, on several levels, you actually people will carry a family curse, so to speak. Yeah, I've heard about that. Um. There's two ways that can go. One is the obvious that someone curses the person and their family. The other is that at some point in time, and you may not even know it, but somewhere in the past there was someone in your family that uh, did evil or nasty things. And that can be passed down the uh, evil or the, I'm trying to think the best word for it, 
the problems that come along with associating with evil. Yeah. Um, that is passed down through the generational line. And even if you didn't do it, and could have been like four or five generations back, someone did, it could be in your line. And you've got to cleanse out that whole line, the whole family line. Yeah. you got to break that curse with yourself, no matter what type of curse it is. Now, do you think that's a curse that they would bring on? Could both be like brought on by the family wishing or doing something bad, as well as them just being cursed, right? By somebody else, yeah. third party. Yeah, it's uh, by being cursed by somebody else, but also doing something bad. Um, what happens, uh, most people don't realize it, is once you get into the dark side of things and you get into the evil, uh, particularly people who try and manipulate it, there's always there's always a cost, and it does come back at you. You eventually pay a price, and it comes back much stronger than what you put out usually. Yeah. And that hooks on to the person, and then it's carried down into in future generations. Even though they didn't do anything, it's still there. It's kind of like in their DNA, so to speak, their spiritual DNA. It's a curse that uh, with that interaction with evil that is passed down through the generations. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting thing, you know. I always jump to Ernest Scared Stupid where the the, the troll curses the, the bloodline and then, you know, years, years later he comes back to wreak havoc on poor old Ernest P. Whirl. So when you see these 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 mothers on on the news that, you know, recently there was a mother on there that was, like, pimping out her kid, not to go dark on a show like Mostly Ghostly, but it was like, you know, beating the kid up and the kid died. Um... That's definitely some type of possession. That that's like pure evil. Like you think that uh, the possibility of the the dwelling that they live in could be could be maybe not cleansed. You know what I mean? Like you think you a lot of bad. Well, that happening would create some serious shit in there too, don't you think? Well, you're opening up doors there to bring that uh, to bring that stuff in. Yeah. Uh, you're bringing it in yourself when you're doing something like that. And it's going to latch on. It's going to stay there. It's it's not going to leave. Once it's taken that step through the door and once it has a hold, it doesn't let go. So even if that house is sold and it's empty, and the next people that go in there are likely to run into something, uh, whether it's going to be a physical illness, psychological illness, or they themselves going from very nice people to uh, nasty people. I mean, it's it's going to stay there, and it's going to influence whatever energy, which is the people that come into that house. It's like a perfect storm of paranormal bad energy, you know, in a situation like that, where you could have this, you know, existing place with, uh, you know, existing problems, and then you add in... That, that could, you know... There's been many a story of situations where good old kind-hearted people moved into dwellings and places that you know had kind of bad history to them and negative energy and they, they've been able to physically tell within their look and mood and actions them completely taking a negative turn you know what i mean um, oh yeah yeah i agree with that and unfortunately uh in a lot of cases the people don't even know what happened there before so they walk in blind and Excuse me. They think they're walking into a nice new home, and they're inheriting all of this darkness. And 
they're attacked at that point and it's attached to them and they went in there blind they didn't know that's a tough hand right there and if you don't know what you're dealing with it can infest and get bigger and more powerful and by the time you know you realize what's going on you're really dealing with the situation you know oh yeah it's uh well first of all if i knew something was a place was uh really nasty i wouldn't go to it to begin with yeah but if I, if I went in you have to and anybody they have to maintain enough awareness that if they start getting mood shifts, if they start uh, turning on family members, all of a sudden, if everything starts going wrong, they should put the brakes on and go, oh, wait a minute, what's the difference? Uh, okay, it's the new... Well, the only difference I know of is uh, we're in a new house. Yeah. Yep, bell goes off, light goes on. Uh-oh, okay, time to, time to uh, clear this place out, get it set straight. Nope, nope, ain't, that ain't me, that ain't my family. Time to deal with this because it's got to be the house. I wonder what, like, another, you know, uh, I remember not too long ago there was some uh, Haitian sisters um, got were on the news going to court because one of them had a kid and they, they thought the kid had, like, a demon in it, so they were, like, torturing the kid. And, um, you know, child services came in like they should have and they took the kid away and put him in jail and... The, there was big debate over, like, you know, because their belief, it's like what they believe. It's almost like uh, not so extreme of, of, of actions done, but the equivalent to, like, if you were to bring somebody to maybe a Christian church or something, and, you know, they were gonna, they laid hands on somebody. It's, you know, they almost probably look at that the same way because they don't look at it as they're hurting the person. They look at it as though they're casting out this demon. You know what I mean? But, I mean... I don't know. It was real weird. Like it could, it could almost eat. You could almost use it as like uh, you know. Unfortunately, use it as a scapegoat for you know getting caught being abusive. You know to kind of say, well, I did it because of this reason right here. But I remember that story sticking in my head. And uh, yeah, do you think that? I mean, if they were doing because the Haitians kind of was was a voodoo culture, if I remember correctly, from our voodoo episode. And um, if they were doing something like that, or hoodoo, they like to call it hoodoo too to take away like the negative impact it's created. It's been created over it. Um, but yeah, I wonder what the. I wonder if that like their beliefs, adding their beliefs into a system, because then it has that whole weird spiritual thing. Like, wouldn't all, wouldn't everything on the other side be all one belief? You know what I mean? Um, my problem I have. Uh, let's say, and, and using that example, if you dealing with a child, yeah. I have not come across any any belief system that uses any sort of torture mm-hmm. to remove evil. You cannot remove something dark by doing something dark, but the- uh, such as torturing a child. And I don't support torturing uh, in, in any degree, man, child, or woman. Um, but in certain, I don't know, I almost feel like certain cultures would feel like that that would be acceptable if they, it'd be tough love, you know what I mean? Uh, it is, it is in some cultures, but I don't think... Like 1960s America, kid. 1940s, 50s. That was a joke, I'm sorry. That was bad. (laughs) That was no good. 
But if you go back, like uh, way back to when we talked about uh, gin, yeah, um, the culture there, and it is so strong that if someone is possessed, they chain them up outside and leave them there. Yeah, I know about that. That's I, I recently seen an episode of Creep Show, the series that um, that dealt with the gin. Uh, I forget which I think it was episode um, maybe three, uh, the man in the suitcase. But because of our talk about the Jin so much on this show, um, it made me really appreciate that episode because it was kind of written to truth that I've known from talking to Ray Boone. You know I mean? <laughs> you're in trouble there. Uh, <laughs> but I would say the majority yeah. that, I, that I've ever come across do not use extreme physical torture or... Um, any, anything of that sort. It is mostly prayer. Uh, there are rituals associated with it, but it's various types of prayer. Uh, when you're dealing with a child and it's uh, physical abuse and torture, no, I think that uh, they've stepped the line, uh, gone past the cultural influence, and then at that point, they, their dark side is coming out. They're not getting rid of darkness for dark. They can't worse. So, yeah, so in that situation, you think that it is that them just trying to use the, the religion or their beliefs to their advantage in a bad situation? I would think so, yes. Yeah. Now, when you were doing medium stuff, how often would the cleansing of the house come up? Is that something that you would do, like, at every house visit? Or was that something that was just uh, when you felt it or, you know, a special deal? Uh, the times that I did go into a house, uh, or the times, uh, there was a place I used to go, mm-hmm. uh, they had a large room, I used to do a gallery in there, um, I would prepare myself, and at the same time, while preparing myself, um, mentally set up the house, or the, uh, room I was going into ahead of time, by communicating with the, uh, spirits and those in in spirit to make it a place that was safe make it a place where evil was not welcome so that so that positive communication could come through um i know that uh as i would usually do that by meditating ahead of time Mm -hmm. and there's one instance that was kind of uh interesting is that i was going to a house and um i had never been there all i knew is they were in plymouth mass did not know what the place looked like. Yeah. I was doing a meditation ahead of time to try and open the door and let the, the, the spirits know ahead of time that, you know, I will be there. Um, as a matter of fact, I didn't even have their names of the people. It was like somebody arranged it for me. And I was thinking about it, and then I was, it was like I found myself standing there and I knew that there was a room to my right, an open area, and I was facing a door. But I also knew that, oh, this place is haunted. There's a lady in there. And this was while I was doing my meditation. And it was not till about three or four days later when I actually drove there, walked in, and when I was standing there about to begin, it was kind of like, okay, there's a room on this side. There's the door in front of me. Oh, there's the lady that's haunting it. Yeah. But it's kind of like, okay, it's kind of a remote viewing thing. I try and connect with that space um, and the spirits there to prepare the space ahead of time, even before I go there. As I I prepare myself, I prepare the space that I'm going into so that when I walk in, 
It is a place of peace. And the spirits can feel very comfortable in communicating and giving their messages to those that were still here and that needed that help in those messages. How often would it be like the house opposed to an object or a person that that, that was carrying, the hosting the, the energy, the spirit? Uh, well, it would, like I said, it was either houses or it was this kind of hall that I, I would use. Um, as far as the spirit goes, the room or the small hall I used was upstairs from a place where they had, um, they sold a lot of spiritual things as far as the oils, the incense, the crystals. Um, they did whole rate, they did Reiki there. They did a variety of positive things there. So that was an easy space to work work with. As far as the house goes, um, I just prepped that up at, ahead of time remotely in my mind to project that this is only positive, this is only good, and this is for communication. That is why this door is going to open. Yeah. And I hold the key to that door so nothing else is coming in. Truth. I support that. You're a powerful man, baby. It is something anybody can do. Everybody has that power in them if they can teach themselves, if they can learn to unlock it. We're a lot more uh, connected with the whole universe, including the spirit world, than we realize. It's true. I meant physically. I, I, was, I wasn't talking about spiritually. I was talking about <laughs> spirit, spiritually, too, but I just, you know, I was just thinking of you, and it popped in my head. I said, damn, he's a powerful man. Well, I got those, uh, I'm out in the back porch, I got those weights and those cables behind me, you know, I use those up four or five times a week. <laughs> They're on fire, Ray gets those things glowing red, he uses them so much, you know. Um, but, let's, uh, you know, sometimes there are situations within houses that make it hard and difficult for us to live in them peacefully and in harmony there are a wide variety of reasons for this. Some believe that houses can keep a sort of photo recording or an image of other people that have lived in them in the past. They can often cause upsetting disturbances to the present occupiers. You know, because uh, what we do is we got a list for y'all folks today a little bit. You know, a couple. You know, you know some tips and some warnings and a, a little list of certain things to keep your house clean. And while we roll through this. We got the great Ray with us to kind of drop some knowledge on, you know, his, his, you know, his, the things he's, he's, he's incorporated with, with doing what he does and that, that relate, you know, was there anything else you wanted to say about the previous thing? I feel bad if I cut you off. Did I cut you off? Uh, no, not, re not really. I mean, when you are dealing with a house and I don't know if it's on the list or not, yeah. Um, and this is one thing where you've got to be careful in things like uh, flea markets and antique sales is objects. Mm -hmm. You can, oh, yeah. if it, the house can be fine, but you bring an object in that's got an attachment or is haunted. That's a whole different thing. It should be cleansed uh, either before or immediately when it's brought in and then re-clean the house in case it's just moved to something else to kind of drive it out completely. But go, go ahead on the list. Um, you know, these are not true hauntings, but simply a sort of photo image that is left on the very fabric of the building itself. An easy cleansing will sometimes clear this in the same way that any videotape can be wiped and re-recorded upon. 
That's very old reference, the old, uh, you know, I guess they couldn't think of anything else. Others are true hauntings where someone is passed over, either in the house or are in some way associated with it, or or the place where it is built, and are unable to find rest or to move on into the light. <coughs> oh, I was joking. Um, yeah, number one, before starting the spiritual cleansing process, there are several important steps that must not be skipped, Ray. Uh, first off is completely clean out the trash and unnecessary items from your house, physically. Uh, give, what, give what you do not need to others who do or have a garage sale and give what remains to others, as long as it is in good condition, of course. Um, well, we'll talk about this after. Uh, many times spiritual unrest follows a disorganized venue. Thoroughly clean your house top to bottom, literally sailing an attic to floor and basement. Um, now, right, shouldn't you, shouldn't you not give stuff away if you think it's haunted? If you think it's haunted, um, or like needs to be cleansed. We're both getting the cough. Something doesn't want us to talk about this, so we should continue further, of course. Uh, definitely. Yeah. Um, no, I, w- I would say if something, if you suspect something is haunted, you should work at cleansing it or find someone who is experienced to uh, take care of that for you. I wouldn't just give it away yeah. or I wouldn't sell it to somebody. Uh, who knows, maybe if you come in contact with somebody who does that sort of cleansing and actually collects those objects, well, there you go. Here, you can have it. You you want it, you got it, and everything that came with it, because there are people that do that. Weird. Um, this is like real cleaning of the house. I was, I was expecting like more spiritual. Uh, wash the walls, dilute, dilute vinegar or lemon water are the quickest and easiest. Dust, vacuum, clean carpets... And do not forget about those uh, sun-dry storage places in, like, the garage and sheds. Air out the house for several days if you can. With all the windows and screens now clean and fresh, the fans and ducts uh, without dust and mold, you can liter- literally say out with the old and in with the new in your house. So if the weather is going to be unpleasant for several days, use that time to clean out. Uh, then let the air out of the house during the lovely fresh air days following. Turn off the HVAC unit and open everything you can open. This is a good idea to do twice a year, spring and fall anyways. So like actually cleaning out your house is is, is helpful within cl- cleansing spiritually. Well, I guess this, I almost feel like spiritually cleansing, this is more for the person in the house to kind of free themselves of their extra fat of, of, of items, you know, possessions, you know what I mean? Am I wrong with that, or am I going somewhere? Well, it's it's interesting that um, there are a lot of people uh, from my generation and before mine, I can remember, and some still do it, you have a spring cleaning and you have a fall cleaning. Yeah. It's a time where you change everything over. And I'm wondering if, you know, historically, if you go far enough back, did that also have a spiritual context to it? Mm. Now, as far as cleaning the house goes, I know that it works a little bit better if you have a, ma- a mantra or if you have a uh, something that you can say while you clean it. I remove all its negative. I remove all its old. I mean, you don't have to say it continually, but you just kind of bring it up uh, several times. And I remove all that does not belong here. And 
if you do that, it kind of intensifies the symbolic cleaning. You're doing the actual cleaning and you're tying in the spiritual at the same time. So as you remove this, you know, you're removing the dirt, you're also associating mentally as you say these words and sounds are very important. Um, as you're saying these words, you're also cleaning away every sort of residue that was there. Could it be psychic or not just dirt? It could, could be psychic residue or implants that has implanted itself in the house. Like, I know myself this morning, um, actually, it's, I find it very funny because yeah. this morning I did a thorough house clean. Yeah. And then I did about 30 minutes of prayers and then carried that into the shower because the house was cleansed. The prayers to protect the house and the family were said. And when I went into the shower... They were continued to cleanse myself of anything that might symbolically the water is washing off, the soap is washing everything away, and I was washing everything negative that out of me at the same time. So I made it kind of like today was an overhaul day, the house and myself, yeah. <laughs> and I used cleaning as part of that. But I did put in the verbalization uh, to make sure that anything that was there of any negative sort that I may have picked up or brought in was being cleaned out and knew it was being cleaned out and knew it was being thrown out and pushed out and put aside. Yeah. I think number one, a lot has to, it's, it's a psychological as well. I think, you know, it's like new beginnings in a way, you know what I mean? I don't underestimate the psychological part of it because when there is a, a psychological break or when we are stressed and our energy is down, that's when we're susceptible. Yeah. So by, Putting in a positive, putting yourself in a positive mind frame and cleaning and getting rid of everything old that doesn't belong there. And at the same time, like I said, if you can add in a few simple phrases or a personal mantra, mm -hmm. that's very powerful. Uh, yeah. Again, sound is how you cast spells. Um, you have sacred drumming. Um, so you're combining a positive thought, you're combining a sound. And the action of actually cleaning, uh, it does a hell of a job at uh, keeping things pretty good. Yeah, it's a good good step one, I feel. You know what I mean? Yep. All right, step number two. Gather the things you will need, white candles, enough for every room, incense, uh, charged water, and salt mixture, se uh, separate bowls with a small amount of water on one, and plain salt in the other, prayer or ritual, faith. Yeah, faith's big. You know, I think that would have been a number one. After you clean off the rugs, you do you do faith. Um, but that's interesting. So you got your white candles, which I you know I knew about the candles. You know, um, and you put one in every room, and then incense. Now, could that just be any incense, or is that like a special type? Uh. They have various ones. Uh, myself, I prefer sage. So if people go to 420's World of Pot and they get some incense, there it's, it's not going to be. <laughs> it's not going to be the same same deal. So you want to use the world famous sage, which is uh, the most popular of all uh, incenses, I'd say. You know, the only thing is, if you're doing something inside. Um, 
I would say don't use Eastern Sage. It's got a very strong, strong smell. Uh, very kind of like almost pungent to it. I would use either Mountain or White Sage. White Sage, it has a, uh, milder, milder smell and, uh, easier to live with afterwards. They both sound so nice. Now with the sage, there's something when when holding it, you hold it up in the air and you move around and wave it around. That's the deal with it for anybody out there who's going to do it. Um, you can do it that way. I have some I have some shells, and the only thing to caution caution these are large shells, similar to like a conch shell, or, but not actually one. But they're very large. Yeah. And I put the sage in there. I light it, and then I just um, I have a feather, okay. and I thin it thin it lightly while I walk around spreading it with the feather and again I'll be uh, saying some uh, some mantras or prayers along the lines of cleansing the house only good is here the sacred smoke will you know drives out all evil all that is negative and you can find many of them online but it's the type of thing I will do when using the sage kind of thinning it slightly and just spreading it around with the feather as the smoke comes up uh, from the from the sage burning in the shell. Now sage burns for a long time too, right? It, it like um, well, it will eventually go out, but it does burn burn for a while. What you can do with the feather also is that you see if it's going down a little bit, you fan it a little, get it going again, and then uh, just continue. I dig it. I dig it. So, what do you think? What do you, do you, what, what are you, you going to say about this? The water and salt mixture. Uh, salt is very strong on protecting. Um, I would say that uh, if you've cleansed the house, you can put salt around the outside of the house to prevent anything from coming in. If you definitely have an object that is uh, haunted or you're having a problem with, mm -hmm. you can wash it down with the salty water. Yeah. Um, you can use water alone to trap uh, an evil spirit. There are rituals you can use to, uh, uh, you can look them up, but uh, some of them are in Psalms. But uh, if you remember with Audra, she used it yeah. way, way back when. But you, the water can trap the evil, and then you just get rid of the water. And uh, you've gotten rid of the evil. So the mixing the salt, the water, you can wash things down with it. You can use the salt as a barrier. You can use the water to trap the evil and get rid of it. Um, they're very very good things to do the one thing that's about the only thing i know of that's stronger than salt as far as putting a uh barrier up is something called tar water okay it's tough it's toxic don't drink it <laughs> yeah I, uh, it's like black tar heroin but water but uh tar water is um that's the type of stuff that you know, you could you put a barrier down with that. You don't have to go back and do much of anything for quite a while. It's going to keep everything out. So make sure, also, make sure that you've cleansed the house thoroughly because you don't want to trap anything in it. Whenever, whenever you're putting anything down, salt, uh, tar water, anything. Is it actual make tar? Sure. No, what, it's not actual tar. What's, the, it's, what's, uh, what, <laughs> what's in it? That, what's in it that bust, that'll mess you up? Um, it's got some toxic chemicals in it, okay. the, the way it's made, but it's all it's supposedly organically made. It's been around for a long time. Where would someone get that if they wanted to cleanse their house? Uh, they probably have to go online. And that's what unless they don't, tar water? Um, unless, 
Yeah, tar water, unless they know a shop that may sell some, but that's a very, very potent one. And again, make sure the house is clean. You don't want to trap anything in, whether you're using that or salt, because you think you've cleansed it. Make sure that uh, you've done a thorough job. Why, is that like the cap at the end? Well, yeah, at the, once, you, once you've got it clean, you can, if you, you can choose to put a barrier up, and a barrier might be the salt. I prefer to use the, the cross of blood from Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight in Bordello <laughs> Blood. Um, have you ever seen, I was just, have you ever seen Modern Problems when you're talking about salt? Whenever anybody talks about salt and, and, and keeping away the bad things, there, uh, there's a movie called Modern Problems with che- starring the, the, che- the great Chevy Chase. And if I remember correctly, the plot is like he's possessed. So it's like a weird, like, horror comedy, but, like, not so much horror, but, like, it deals... Like, he's in Haiti, and, like, for whatever reason, but, uh... You know, there's this funny moment where, like, they put salt around him, um... To, like, keep him, keep him, like... Because they're trying to exercise him, and he gets up... He, like, floats and fucking snorts all the salt like cocaine, and it's just, like, the funniest thing in the world. Uh, but... I guess it was only funny for me because Ray is falling asleep with me telling my story, my joke. Uh, um, and you always have to have a prayer and ritual. So right yes. there, right there is you know you, you got to know what you're praying for, or you got to know what ritual you're trying to put down. Uh, yeah, and uh, again, there's many available online. Just yeah. be careful, you know, when you're looking at the words that it does match what you need yeah. and what you, what you want to accomplish. This is game day, folks. You don't want to be not prepared when the fucking quarterback yells hike. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Well, if you if, if you go back to the to the salt, um, you ever see Supernatural, the TV series? I'm very familiar with it. I've never watched it. I know a lot of people love it, and uh, I watch it one day. Yeah, but no. So well, they use a shotgun, and the shell is filled with salt. Oh, it's in Kill Bill too, as well. Um, and that's how the, that's how they blow away demons and ghosts. Oh, I like that. That's pretty slick. There should be like a demon or a ghost to commit suicide with a salt shotgun. Because he's tired of living the life. You think that's possible? Do you think that's a reality? Um, I don't think one would. No. That well, not not now. You're putting a conscious to a to a demon. Well, and I, I, mean, I don't. I don't think they have much of a conscience. Where, where, where does a demon go when it dies? Back to hell. Uh, yeah. Now, if you, if there was a ghost that was haunting and you could shoot him with uh, rock salt and send him back, send him to heaven or whatever, and get him out of where he's at, if you could get his hands on a salt rifle uh, with with with, you know, salt, full metal salt jacket bullets on those things, I think he'd. Uh, I think he'd do the old Kirk Cobain. Well, it works primarily when an entity manifests, and that's yeah. usually not the ghost scenario. With the ghost, then it's usually a case of uh, either a medium can communicate and move them on, or an exorcist just to get them out of the building and not have them come back. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. Because, I mean, they, if, if, one, if one could take themselves out of that realm, I feel like they would, you know. Well, except for pure, uh, again, uh, uh, except for pure evil, the demon. True, or if they didn't know, or if they didn't know they were dead type deal, I guess. Oh, yeah, if they didn't know they were dead, then you want to try and help them pass on, realize that they are, and it's not a bad thing, and that they can move on into the light. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
I'm with that, yo. Faith, last thing they said, that's huge. You gotta have faith to, to pop. The faith should have been the first thing. You know what I mean? I it never said you gotta clean yourself. I feel like with cleaning the house, it would want you to strip down and scrub the evilness off your body and then uh, go in pure. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm getting too funny. Um, number three, carefully pour the water into the salt, adding a prayer to uh, an invoca invocation. Yeah, invocation, an example of a universalist prayer. May the blending the elements of pure salt to preserve the san sanctity, sanctity, I'm losing my mind, sanctity and pure water cleanse this space in the name of. And then you add your prayer or finish uh, the uh, invocation to whichever deity you believe in. Uh, do this in a sacred and important way and the knowledge that you are uh, creating a powerful medicine to cleanse and heal your home. So you got to do the deal, huh? Oh, yeah. Okay. So that, yeah, you're going big with it there. Um, you got anything to say about that one? It kind of uh, speaks for itself a little bit, you know. Yeah, it, it, it really does. I mean, there's, there's not much you need to add to that one. It's uh, simple and it's effective. I'll say one thing is like the the, the pouring into the salt. What does that um, like? Uh, you know, that's going to be it. Exit like that's something. You know, like it, it. 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 I'm definitely brain farting right now. Definitely brain farting. Um, well, I don't. I mean, symbolically, if you yeah, can think of it, yeah, like symbolically, the water and the salt mixes and makes the ocean. Well, it also, uh, as the salt dissolves, so does the evil and its attachment. Okay. Yeah, I guess that, that could, makes sense. That could work. I'm down with that. I thought you were going to say, as it dissolves, uh, so are the years of our lives, like the, like the soap opera. <laughs> ah, big win, big win. Thanks for the laugh, right? Thanks for the laugh. Um, but yeah, this one's pretty, yeah, like I, you know, it gets into it. It's the, the official deal. Okay, number four. Take the water and either using your fingers or a little brush, sprinkle the holy water around the walls of every room, every door, and every window. Make sure that everywhere has been treated. So this water has now become holy water through this cleansing before, and you sprinkle it, and this is to keep everything out, right? Yes, that, seal, that seals the home. So like that prayer, number three, which was the prayer, is what got them to leave, and now this is kind of locking the doors behind them? Uh, gets them to leave. It also sanctifies the water so that the water combining with the salt and the prayer, um, you now have uh, something that you can seal all entrances into the home with. Now, if you, once you, like, do this sailing... What, you th how long you think that lasts? You know what I mean. You get some some homeowners insurance on that. You know, um, is that something that you do, it just lasts until you you get like in, like a, a negative spirit tries to invade and get back in, or if, or if, if negativity is allowed back into the house, it slowly breaks down the barrier. Like how how does how does that go about? You know, keeping stuff out and things coming back in after the ceiling. That depends a lot on what was originally in there. Yeah. I mean, if it was powerful, you will have to repeat it possibly weekly right. or at least monthly to to build up a barrier and make sure nothing can get through. Yeah. 
Um, if you're talking about just uh, negativity, for instance, uh, when you cleanse that out and uh, any minor attachments, that'll last you a while. It wouldn't be a, a bad idea to do it every four to six months. But uh, if you're talking about something in a range of demonic or real nasty, then yeah, I'd say weekly. Until you until you're out of that house. You're out of that house, or there is no trace of it ever. Imagine being cursed with like the burden of being followed by some gigantically huge, like gigantic negative force that like you can never quite beat, but. It's always lurking behind your back. Oh, that's Alex Hawk. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I'm just joking. I had to throw Alex Hawk's name out there once during the episode. But imagine that, the madness of, you know, being chased down by this negative. And, you know, everywhere you went, you had to, like, if it was weekly, it was weekly. If not more, that'd be even worse. But you had to, you had to go through a little spiritual warfare every week. To like make sure that you and your family were safe. That's dark. I just read a book, um, Heart Shaped Box by Joe Hill, Stephen King's kid. He's writing books and uh, he has been for a while. But uh, James Lamont got me turned on to him. But I was reading his book and he's got one called uh, the, yeah, the Heart Shaped Box book. And it's, it's kind of has that, that feel to it where uh, they continue to go, go, go. And it's like, you know, they're being chased by something, and it's almost like, when do you give up? Like, when do you just stop and say, I'm tired of fighting? You know what I mean? It's a, bad, a negative thought, definitely a negative thought, but it just seems like that, you know, in a situation like that, when you're just kind of consumed and haunted by this fucking negative thing, like, it's dark. It's dark. you got to figure something out to get that out of your life, or uh, it just consume you, eat you right up. You know? well, well, to get something like that out of your life, besides uh, psychic and spiritual barriers that you put up, yeah. you have to work work on yourself mm -hmm. so that you are not attractive. So you are mm -hmm. you are a threat to the evil entity. Yeah. So that you become the opposite of it. And yes, it may occasionally try and corrupt you, but it's no longer attacking like it used to because, uh, let's face it, the dark doesn't like the light. Right. You go into a room, you know, a lot of things hide in the shadows, turn the light on, they leave. You make yourself the light. Yeah. You make your, you align yourself with the power and the light so that it kind of takes a look at you and goes, oh, not that one, not today. Uh, <laughs> where's an easy target? So, and that takes meditation and prayer and consistency in doing it. When you sprinkle the holy water on the doors and windows, is there, like, a big difference between the sprinkling of the water and, like, when you see people put, like, the cross with the holy water on foreheads or on a wall or, you know, I've seen them put crosses over doorways, you know what I mean, with with, with their finger in the holy water. Is there a big difference between? Like, does it make it uh, more powerful being the cross? Uh, it does, but you then again, you have to have the belief to back it up. So it is more powerful, though, like if you got the belief, right? If you have the belief. That's why um, <laughs> I said if, if, like, you suspect, let's say, there is something very bad or what, and I mentioned an object earlier on, you may want to wash it with that type of water, with the water and the salt that you've said a prayer over and wash an object down. Uh, or if it doesn't damage it, you know, wash walls. 
that's that's a very heavy duty cleansing, but uh, you would clean the whole house with that mixture, provided it doesn't you know destroy the walls or however you have it there. But yeah, usually around any opening is good. You could sprinkle it. You could uh, wash around the edges of that window or doorway first, and then sprinkle a uh, little for residue. Yeah. Um, as myself, as far as uh, icons and religious objects, um, I have them, and they are facing. They are on every wall, facing each other, and the doorways and the windows, and. Some of these, um, like one I got actually from the Holy Land, and it has, uh, it is a cross. It's made out of wood from the Garden of Gethsemane. It has sand. It has salt from the Dead Sea. It, ha it has a variety of different things set into it. Mm. And when you combine that with the right mental attitude, the right spirit, and the right prayer, um, it becomes a powerful object. Now, if you walk into my house and you open a door and you look straight ahead, it's facing you. Nice. So the main entrance is, you know, if you are um, dark or if you are evil, the first thing when you walk through that door, you're going to get slapped in the face with that image. Oh, yeah. That comes from Israel. So it, it was made uh, from objects that are in a holy place to begin with. Elohim Elohim's gonna love that uh, Israel drop, by the way, when, he, when he's listening. And uh, I have several objects uh, like that. Um, if you you take a look at, um, I have a personal object I wear. Yeah. And um, someone gave me a some moldavite. It's a large piece. It's about the size of uh, a half dollar or a silver dollar. Not quite a silver dollar, but a good the old half dollar pieces it's it's fairly large yeah and moldavite has a very high energy and vibration level mm -hmm. what i like about it is it comes from a uh, comet came down hit the earth went back in the atmosphere reformed and then came back down so it's chemical it's crystalline structure it is a crystal is different from anything on earth now if you take a look at um the story of Yeshua, of Jesus, he came to earth, lived among us, went to heaven, and then came back after being transformed. Now attached to the front of it, I have a cross of St. Benedict. And St. Benedict is associated with, and you can look it up online, there are prayers to St. Benedict to drive out the evil one, for protection against the evil one. And the back of it, well, uh, set into the back of the cross, there was a relic from the Holy Land. And all of that uh, on the back, um, I it is covered on the back with deer hide. In Native American deer, the deer is love. Um, that's the uh, spirit of the deer. There's a story that goes with it. But uh, deer is love. Mm -hmm. And written... Uh, what I painted on the deer hide was a uh, kind of a Paleo-Hebrew script, which is the earliest known writing uh, symbols for the name of God. Yeah. So you are, uh, and I put all this together, and afterwards I thought about all the parts, and I went, whoa, someone was leading me through on this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
to put all, to put all of that together. And that is what I wear. Now, I also wear that when I meditate and when I pray. Yeah. I also have a, a prayer shawl uh, that someone made for me. And so that is continually, continually, not only on me when I go out, it's in a prominent place in the home, but it is also whenever I am doing anything like praying or meditating, I wear that to connect. Yeah. But that's my portable sacred object, so to speak. And uh, partly a power power source, if you will. Yeah. Do they put, so, uh, what? Do they put salt, when you go to a church and they do, they have the holy water there, do they put salt in that water or is that just regular water? It's regular water that's been blessed by the priest. And I know that you kind of have, it ha you have to believe to take, for it to take power, kind of, in a way we've talked about a lot of times, but... I wonder, I got a question, if you if you have holy water and someone who doesn't believe winds up with it, does it lose its power because of that person non-believing? Uh, the power is in the water, not in the belief in that particular situation. Uh, it might be a little less powerful, but it is still blessed water. Yeah, yeah. It's still going to have an effect. Truth. Belief, belief comes through, or is most important, if you are dealing with something negative or something evil one on one, mm -hmm. then you then your belief has to be rock solid. Yeah. And then if it is, you won't need anything else. That will be enough. I dig it. Well hell yeah. Uh, number five, my friend. We're gonna go on to number five. Uh, you pour the remaining salt water mixture in a line in front of any doors leading in and out of the building. Your landlord might not like that. As you do so, be sure to recite the names of all who live in the house and all those whom you wish to pass freely in and out, including all pets that need to go in and out. Oh, how cute. This allows them to move with ease across the boundaries that you are setting up. Now, if you were in an apartment building, you'd be kind of one in trouble. You'd just better off moving. <laughs> uh, apartment buildings I find amusing because it's interesting to see how one apartment is haunted and another one is not. Yeah. I tend to, I tend to think that it's probably an object, not the apartment itself. You think that the whole pl yeah every so you think more so in you know like in The Shining where it's all it's one well I guess The Shining's the whole place. But like in a situation where people stay in hotels and they say, "Ooh, that room's haunted," you think it's maybe it's an object in that room and not the actual room. I would say it's either an object or it's possibly a residual haunting, an energy from that's like left there from um, killing something. something that happened there. Yeah, it could be uh, a spirit that is was attached to that room. Mm -hmm. um, they may have lived there. Significant events happened, but that was their favorite room. So that's where they hang out, so to speak. Mm. I mean, there's different reasons why a room could. Um, yeah, it, it, there, there could be a room that has more activity than others, but I would expect that there's some other activity around that room. Maybe not as intense, but there should be some other activity around it. Yeah. So in that sense, like, if it's a, if it's just a room... Or an object, like, and then that house is torn down, would that be the end of it? Uh, any spirits in there might be attached to, if let's say, something else is built, or someone who was in there. 
Uh, let's say they're, they're talking about tearing it down or something, and the, the spirit may attach, or the entity may attach to them and travel with them. Yeah. Uh, even if they don't build, um, they may hang on to that spot. Uh, the soil may be cursed, so to speak. Uh, they may hang on to that spot. <clears throat> excuse me, until someone else comes along. But most likely, when it goes when it goes down, they probably leave. Also, if it is a what I would call a spirit haunting. Because they were attached to a place for a reason. Take the reason away and they move on. True. As opposed, as opposed to an entity, uh, that is more in a line of, uh, something that is cursed and attached to the land, uh, or an area, then, yeah, they're, they're gonna stay. You can knock one building down, uh, build another one and they're right there in the new building. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you, if you were to keep this, this almost sounds like it would also help keep negative stuff out of your house as well. Just like a, a precaution, almost, you know. Uh, yes, it it does. I to me, that's where you have to combine it with something like either meditation or prayer on a regular basis. Yeah. To uh, keep that positive aspect going, as well as your daily attitude towards life. Um, how positive you try and maintain uh and some of that routine of prayer and meditation will help you keep that positive attitude yeah is asking a guy how many times a week he blesses his house the same as asking a lady how old she is (laughs) uh i don't know if that's the same or not well that answer right there alone told me it was close enough not to ask uh, let's see. I would say, uh, what, what do you want? A good week or a bad week? Uh, <laughs> or an average We've been week. having a lot of bad weeks with the COVID. I guess we can go with that. I mean, is it more than once a day? Uh, no, it's, uh, usually just once a day. And I would say that it, in one form or another, whether it's a formal ritual or, just a series of prayers and reflection, it works out to be every day. Yeah. Yeah, I figured it would be one of those everyday things. Almost like, uh, I'd say a chore, even though you probably don't want to consider it a chore, you know what I mean? But one of those things, you wake up, you have a cup of coffee, people re- maybe read the newspaper, or pop on the pop on the news and see what's going on with the world, all that tragedy. And then, you know, you, bl- you bless the house. You know, bless your friends and family and self and such. And there's a little, almost like a, a ritual, daily ritual of it, you know. Well, so, some people say work or ritual. Um, a ritual can be something you enjoy. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. It don't have to be a bad thing, yeah. So it, it can be something that you really enjoy doing so that you kind of, let's like you said, pop on the TV, but let's say someone goes online and, and, you know, after about two minutes ago, yep, the insanity is still there. So you just turn it off and you go to your ritual. People, because that, that ritual becomes your happy place. Well, people are on Facebook while they sleep. They just don't know it. That's why I didn't bring up the, the, the online. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's interesting, you know. I, I would also have to say that if there's anyone out there, let's say they're an empath or they're doing uh, anything of that sort, Excuse me. Um, they should do it more often. Yeah. Because they they are a target. 
because they open doors. If you're a medium, you're an empath, you're susceptible. So you have to be very careful with your protection and your rituals. And you have to be very regular so that you don't put yourself at risk. Leave yourself open. Learn how to close yourself down and keep with your rituals. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number six, go back into the house and in each room light a small white candle and some incense. Leave both to burn out to the end. Would you recommend uh, incense? It's more something you got to kind of carry around, right? Or I assume you could probably get it on a stick. Or, well, you can get it, obviously, on a stick, but, like, I'm sure you... You know, the sage we're talking about is kind of a big clump usually when I see it. Like, you're not going to want to light that and put it on a table. You know what I mean? So, um, well, yeah. Besides the sticks, you can get out and they they have bowls made for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, where the bottom will heat up. And what you do is you light. It's a small piece of uh, small square of charcoal. Uh, you light that so that it's burning kind of hot and you put it in a bowl. And then you put the actual incense itself on top of that. Yeah. And you can leave that burning. I know people who do that during rituals. And they do make that for that reason. If you want to keep the incense burning for a while. It's the bowl. It's got the small charcoal in the middle uh, that you light. And then you just put the incense on top. And the incense and charcoal will eventually burn out protected in that bowl. Some of them have a top, some don't, but uh, they're made for it. Yeah. Yeah, all all this stuff can be found at 420's World of Pod on Route 24, Massachusetts. (laughs) Um, Our sponsor, our big sponsor. Um, uh, Number seven, put a bunch of fresh flowers into the room, main room of the house. Is that, you think that's more of a... Cherry on the uh, a cherry on the fucking uh, on the Sunday, or is that that a legitimate important thing to do? Uh well, what you're doing is you're taking fresh, natural beauty, yeah, and the smells that go with it, and bringing that into the house. And most people, with, when they see flowers or when they're around them, they enjoy them. Uh, we give them as a gift because it makes people feel better. So that's just adding a positive element in an otherwise what is now an empty house. Truth. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that for shizzle. Um, They got some tips here for us, Ray. Um, If you do send something that is very disruptive or frightening to you in some way, that it's better to bring someone in who is skilled, like Ray Booten, and they can do an exorcism because that is what will need to be performed. Um, they make it sound like that is the beginning and end of the solution. What do you think? Um, if it's a haunting, then a medium might be able to move. Particularly, there uh, if they're a strong medium, yeah, uh, sure. they can they can help the move the spirit move on into the light. Um, if it's an entity, then you can use an exorcist. Um, you can use something that they call a chaos magician. Um, and I'll explain what that is. That's a good name for our band. <laughs> a chaos magician is someone who has studied multiple disciplines. And then what happens is in each situation, they will use what's appropriate for it. In other words, if you have something, um, 
a spirit or an entity connected to the earth. You may, you may want someone to deal with it who is com, um, be able to recognize that, and they're familiar with Wiccan practices. But that same person might turn around and you have something very demonic. They're familiar with exorcism. And then that same person can turn around and recognize that it is a lost soul and they can work with that soul passing through to the light. So basically they, um, very broad based and can recognize what is necessary and pull from all the different areas, pull it all together. It's taking chaos and making order out of it. And there, that is what a chaos magician does and making order out of it in a case of removing an entity. It's using what is appropriate to that entity to move that thing out in the most efficient way that it will recognize. Yeah. It's, uh, the exorcist, uh, exorcist is always, you know, you always got to get them out of there. Getting called the exorcist. You know, they bring Ray Booten in to exercise them things out of there. Say, get the fuck up out of here. Um... No, that, that basically what happens is, like, oh, not you again. Are we going to do this dance? They go, no, nah, what the hell. Not nice seeing you. Catch you next time. <laughs> I want to I see, like, a more, I want to see, like, that R.I.P.D. movie redone with Ray Booten. And uh, maybe we'll put Frankie and Magamo in there. That'd be a nice fit. I'd like to see that. And you guys go around killing ghosts, like Ghostbusters, but, like, Ghostbusters meets Death Wish. That's what the movie is. <laughs> and you, you two guys roll around and you're like, like the Ghostbusters get straight up murdered so the the, he, the heavies have to come into town and they got like fucking desperado guitar cases full of guns and they just like tear shit up. I support that. I support that to the fullest. Well, like I, I, it sounded like I was making, making light of it when I said, you know, I walk in and they go, oh, you again, sir? No, um, you're experienced. Was, you've been through. You've, I, yeah, I was. I was making a little bit of a joke out of it, but it is a serious thing, and to yeah. find the right person for the right situation um, is the key. Yeah, and it's going to depend upon someone who can recognize what is there, and someone that can remove what is there. And they have they have to be serious about what they do when they're actually doing it. Agreed. This is uh, also often the case where a house has been built on an ancient burial site where the spirits are disturbed and displeased, always cleansed with fresh flowers and scented oils or incense after dispute in the house. So, we got the fresh flowers <coughs> from before. <coughs> now it adds scented oils to the, uh, the, the flowers and the incense. Now we've... You get down with scented oils as well, or are you just more of an incense type of guy? I'm more of an incense or sage person. Yeah. Myself. Yeah. Now the scented oils, what do they just open them up and let them? They leave them to, like, kind of you know travel the, the the aroma travel the room, or is that something they actually rub on like the doorways? Uh, they may use it something like the salt water. Um, I'm not very familiar with them. Um, I never felt, at least with myself, the need to investigate them. And that's uh, like, yeah, them to, them pouring that salt water on the floor was like they must not had hardwood floors or like nice floors uh, when they created that rule. That's tough. 
Uh, well, out, outside outside the door. Hopefully, there's nothing out there that'll damage. Well, what if you what if you happen to have a lot of money and you 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 have a nice your your porch you got a big fluffy rug instead of you know wood, you know, you could be you could be luxury and now you, you gotta you gotta go. Do I ruin the rug or do I get rid of this poltergeist? Well, outside the front door, you get yourself a mat with a rubber backing and you pour it on that mat, and I'm it never goes through the never goes through to your porch. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I guess you can do that. Or just go to the end of the porch where the stairs lead up, and there, there's the ground. Seal it off there. People with money just hire, like, 20 Ray Bootins to come to their house and, like, throw, like, a big net over it and then, like, smoke it out with all this incense, and they, they, they fucking spray with a fire hose of oil, and they, they, they bounce out of there and problem solved. They come out with the fucking ghost trap. With the ghosts and the bad energy and spirits and the ghost trap. Oh, do you, do you know what happens? There was a time. Oh, you're going to go back at least twenty years. Yeah. Um, where I was doing some very heavy. I went, admittedly, and the place was small. I was living in. I went a little crazy with the sage. Yeah. I had a daughter come home, and she opened the door, and she thought there was a fire in the house. Uh. It was one cloud of smoke, the whole thing. She couldn't figure out how I could breathe. But, uh, yeah, those, I don't go that crazy anymore. And that was in your house? Uh, the place I was living at the time, yeah. What the hell were you trying to get out of there with all that smoke? Everything. Damn. There must have been a lot of bad stuff in there. Uh, it wasn't that bad. I just let it get away from me. Yeah, well, you know, maybe it wasn't all sage smoke. Cigarette smoke, of course. Yeah. Uh, no, that that was that was from the smudging. Yeah, the smudging, smudging it off. Um, yeah, that's cool. You got to be careful with the sage. It's no good. How sage to breathe in? Is that an issue? They got health. You get the health. Uh, they got the, they, they they sign off on people breathing that in. I wouldn't breathe in really heavy amounts, but sage itself has some antibacterial properties that actually kills bacteria. So it's, it's not that bad. Um, my biggest concern when using it is setting off the smoke alarms. So if you're, yeah, so if you're, so anybody out there listening, if you have, if you feel like you're possessed by a spirit or some entity, don't smoke bowls of sage. It's probably not going to help you out. Oh, God, no. No, that's probably going to be a rough time. It probably might even change your voice. You'll talk like a different person by the end of the week. It'll be a whole different world. You could go... Yeah, that, that, go, go light on the sage. From Sinatra to who shot you. Hey, who shot you in the throat? You know what I mean? Sad. Very sad stuff. Um, you know, there's a couple warnings that they hit us off with on here, which is fun. Uh, some spirits in your home may not want to be removed. You know what I mean? We talked about this earlier. For example, it has been shown in some scenarios that lingering spirits actually cleanse water as it enters a residence by feeding on toxins in the water supply as they enter the home. Have you ever heard that? That's like a fun fact. No, I never heard that one. I know that, that I know water can hold them, but I never heard they get in that way. And they cleanse it, which they make the water, like, cleaner, which is, like, a, a positive thing. It's like they're trying to give them some points for, uh, you know, 
Let's give them a little, you know, they're losing the game. You might as well give them a couple points so they're not sad. You know what I mean? One of those things. We're getting, yeah. to, we're getting to the end of the line here. Um, that's weird, though. Cleanses. Huh? Lingering. Actually cleanse water. Um, maybe they should start their own uh, spring water company. I, I support that. Ghost, Ghost Water Springs, where you get your finest spring water established 19. Fucking uh, eternity established forever. You know what I mean? That was good, dude. You kid, you kidding me? You didn't laugh at that, Ray? A fucking ghost spring water joke out of them? The lingering spirits actually cleanse water, and then the, I make a, a water a joke about them having their own spring water company, dude. That was gold, and you didn't laugh. The show's over. The show's over. Everybody, <laughs> it's been fun. It's been great doing this show with Ray Booten, but we, we got to retire it up. That was good stuff. Um, but yeah, I know that's very interesting. I never would have expected that. That's like weird. I almost like question that. I should I should question it anyways. So, but yeah, clean, cleansing water. Uh, this was shown by one particular example where a family died only after a ghost was removed. Uh, be sure to know what effect the spirits is having on your environment before taking action. Okay, it's one story that somebody probably made up. Okay, fair enough. Um, the family died. Oh my goodness, the family died after a ghost was removed. I'd, I'd believe more that there was more than one ghost up in that house. And one was like trying to protect the family. Makes more sense than like... Then that water, I don't even know where the fuck they get that water thing from. I let, They had to have died from poison water. It had to have been, you know what I mean? But I think it's more, uh, maybe they didn't pay They didn't pay the medium the bill and, and uh, they poisoned them and said, well, I'll see you guys later, wink, wink, you know what I mean? And uh, sent them off to the, the great beyond. But... You know, that's that's interesting. I don't know if I believe that one. It sounds a little strange. That's like somebody listening to our show hearing me tell like a weird tale that's a complete joke and being like, Oh, I heard it on a show somewhere, it must be true. It must be true. But yeah, I don't know if I believe that. But um yeah, I do believe that cleaning the house is very important, you know. Physically, mentally and spiritually. Uh, super important stuff. You know, Ray does it just about every day. I should probably start doing it just about every day. It'd be nice. Um, Ray's going to put together a kit uh, of things people can do, but he's going to sell them for top dollar. I want to cut and um, the mostly ghostly house cleansing package. Uh, we're, we're pitching it right now where it comes with a little bit of sage and you know, there was, there's a deluxe edition where myself and Ray Boone will come to your house and um, walk you through the process and do a podcast on your living room couch. So, but that's top dollar. That's top dollar, holla holla. Um, and we'll figure it out. Coming up. Yeah. Soon. Yeah, that's new to, that, that is new to me. I just, uh, really? that. I just came up with that on the spot. Isn't that a great idea? I, I I'll, like have to, I'll have to. I'll have to think about that. Maybe no appearances. I think we, yeah, Ray, you should put together a package for the people. 
Maybe Ray will, will 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 put together a digital package of a list that that he could give to the fans of mostly ghostly. We'll post it on our page, and he could he could tell the world. You know, you know what I mean, Ray. You're saving the world. Did you know that when you when you woke up today? Did you know you were going to save the world? No, no, I didn't get that memo. Yeah, you got it. I got it. They sent it here by accident. Ah, uh. hell yeah, hell yeah. But yeah, this was a good episode. Uh, like like I said before, you know, people bring this up all the time, you know, because people hear about, you know, once once you get people to understand that there's there, there's stuff out there that they don't want around, they they then they go, well, I I don't want these things around. How could I keep them away? And protection. So this always comes up. So it's good to finally dive into this in this episode. You know what I mean? A lot yeah, of I, stuff. I, yeah. I, I think so. It's something that a lot of people should know. Yeah. And uh, I guess if anybody had any other questions about this, we got the Mostly Ghostly Facebook page. If you drop us a message, we'll reply back. So, And uh, Ray, Ray, Ray's in, I think Ray's attached to that bed, Larry. If not, he will be. So, um, yeah, if you got a question, want to reach out, either myself or Ray, hit us up on the Facebook page. Or uh, you want to be on the show, hit us up on the Facebook. Got something cool to talk about. You know, you got a story or, you know, any type of dealings that you've done with or, you know, you want to talk about, hit us up. We're always looking for more guests. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And we do the Zoom now, too, for, for like, big guests. So, like, like, big amounts of people guest type deal. So we can get a good handful going. So anybody want to roll out, reach out. We got a couple things developing now with some handfuls of folks coming down. But uh, I know that people like when we have guests on. So we'll uh, we'll try and dip into that a little more. So, hell yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about the cleansing of the house? Um, I'd say it's a good thing to do. Yeah, It's something which, um, even if you don't do it, um, continually, it's a good once in a while just to kind of straighten things out and get things uh, in order. Yeah, and keep the place peaceful, keep it quiet, and keep it safe. For sure, those are mod. That's a mod, like a couple of mottos to live by, right there. You know, and uh, yeah. So everybody out there, do yourself a favor and keep your house clean. Not just the physical house, the mental house, the spiritual house, you know, because the uh, home is where the heart is. You don't want to let the bad things in. And uh, anything you you got you got anything else, Ray? We close it. We wrapping it. Uh no, except that yeah, I'd I'd love to have some guests on and talk to talk to them and hear their stories. Guests are fun. We always love guests. So, yeah, hit us up. Even if you don't get a topic to talk, like, even if you have never, I, we just love talking to folks. So, even if you never encountered, I mean, if you never encountered anything and there's just something you're very interested in and you want to, like, talk about it, uh, we get interested by your interest. So, reach out and maybe, maybe we'll have you on the show. We'll talk about it. But uh, with that being said, we wish everybody a, uh, a happy day, a happy evening, a happy everything. And we'll catch everybody on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly. Bye-bye.